This is the Friday, June 11th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. It is a big uh, one because we have the entire weekend of games. We'll touch on the NBA playoffs and a little bit of baseball as well as we get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I am Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham, doing it even more remotely as I'm in Los Angeles off the TV uh, schedule for today, Tyler, but still have time for our Daily Wager podcast. You're a hardworking man, Doug Kazarian. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, no, it's good. Uh, first of all, crazy night um, and some a lot of point spread drama. In, in the game as well, you had the uh, Bucks nets ending. Obviously, there were some threes and threes and a half, and it lands three, much like the game one of the Clippers did. And then the uh, Clippers' second half had some point spread drama as well, but the uh, Jazz get there as well. So we have a 2 nothing series lead for Utah and a one, excuse me, 2-1 Brooklyn lead as it uh, goes to game four in Milwaukee. Let's talk about tonight's game. I want to start with Sixers-Hawks. You know, it's not crazy that a team loses game one at home, which the Sixers did, and that uncertainty with Joel Embiid. So they bounced back in game two, although the Hawks did not roll over. They came all the way back from that initial surge, which was impressive. Tonight, I'm, I'm pretty torn. Um, I have a prop, but how are you seeing this game? Yeah, I'm going to lean uh, Sixers and the under. I'm more confident in the under um, than I am the Sixers because Atlanta's been awesome at home uh, ever since April 13th, I believe, or April 15th. I think they've won 13 straight games there. So it's a tough place to go and play. Um, but I do think the Sixers are the better team. I do think after, you know, finding their bearings um, in game one, they kind of, you know, know how to attack this Atlanta team, how to defend Trey Young. DeAndre Hunter is out for the rest of the series, and Solomon Hill has said that's big because even though he didn't score a lot of points, he was one of the biggest reasons we won that series against New York. So they could be a little down mentally, missing a, a big piece that can uh, guard someone like Tobias Harris and, and switch on the perimeter the way Hunter can. But the one thing that's been constant in this series, regardless of the outcome, is Joel Embiid's production. He had 39 points in game one, which is a playoff career high. He went over that with 40 points in game two to set a new playoff career high. The point prop for game three in Atlanta, 32 and a half. And even though Clint Capella is a capable defender and beats just a different kind of animal, a different kind of beast, he seems to be managing whatever lower body, leg, ankle, knee injuries are affecting him because he's looked good out there. Um, he's averaging well over a point per minute on the floor. And um, although he doesn't play 40 minutes, I do think Doc Rivers is going to try and get him in the mid thirties. And if that's the case, 32 and a half, is slightly low in this one. Yeah, I lean Sixers as well. Uh, I'm not going to play it, but that's the only side I would play. I know that Hawks have been on a tear, and you mentioned it, but I think, I think since the All-Star break or something ridiculous, it's like 18-4 and four ATS at home. Something uh, incredible. And, of course, both covers in the first-round series. But the prop I like the most, I really like it a lot, is uh, Ben Simmons under seven and a half rebounds. And I've talked about it on Chalk, wrote about it uh, that we posted this morning. But basically – um, a couple of things. He's he's faced Atlanta four times this year. He's gone under the total all four times. Hasn't gone above six rebounds. But the first two in April were kind of blowouts. So take it with a grain of salt. But I think it's more about the matchup and the defensive adjustments Doc Rivers made for game two. He had uh, Simmons guarding Trey Young a bunch. And obviously, just anecdotally, it's going to be farther away from the basket. 
And then even down the stretch, uh, if they're doing the fouling thing, that, that's multi, you know, a few more possessions where he's not going to be roaming on a half-court set and may get an offensive rebound. He's going to be at the free throw line. And then maybe Doc has to take him out if, if Simmons continues to miss free throws and he's a liability in a certain game situation. So just in general, there's just bigs on the court that are – it's tough to get that many rebounds with Embiid, Capella, John Collins had 10 the other day. Even Tobias Harris has been rebounding and Gallo as well. So just a lot of bodies there and just the nature of the defensive assignment. I don't think eight rebounds is in the card for Ben Simmons. So that's my play on that game in terms of a prop and an official play. But Suns-Nuggets is really intriguing. Uh, first and foremost, I'm jumping on the Nuggets first quarter. We saw what happened with the Bucks. We saw what happened last series against Portland, although the Blazers are terrible on D. I just think when Michael Malone's going to call out his team, they're going to respond. I'm a little uneasy about Porter's back, um, but maybe Will Barton's sort of accl- uh, you know acclimation into the rotation will offset some of that. But in general, I just think the more desperate team, the hungrier team, and there's a little relaxation. Although the Suns have been outstanding in the first quarter all year, they're among the best teams in terms of point differential. I think it's just a unique scheduling situation. We saw it with the Bucks yesterday. I have to ride the Nuggets first quarter tonight. Yes, completely understand that. Um... You know, you want to ride trends and, and wager and bet on a team down 0-2 coming home in a desperate situation. But I just think the uh, Nuggets are a little shorthanded. Um, we know Jamal Murray's not there. We know P.J. Dozier's not there. They got guys that are coming back from injury, so aren't necessarily in their uh, proper rhythm. And we got guys that they're going to rely on the score who are now maybe not at 100% like Michael Porter Jr. So uh, I'm going to stay away from the side. I do think we go under in this game. I do think it's similar to what we saw in game three between Milwaukee and uh, Brooklyn, where it slows down. The refs let them play and get physical as the home team is desperate for a win. So I'm more confident in the total going under. But uh, the one prop I certainly love, I'll keep riding, is Devin Booker over nine and a half rebounds and assists. This was ten and a half for game two, and he went over that total. And I told you this on Daily Wager and Joe as well on bet um, that – the Suns are 6-0 and this postseason when Booker goes over this counting stats prop. We know Booker is responsible for scoring, but when he goes over his rebound and assist total, whether it's at 9.5, whether it's at 10.5, whether it's 11.5, uh, the Suns are 6-0 and in the postseason. They're 0-2 when he has not those two losses, of course, being game two and three to the L.A. Lakers. So this is a guy who's getting 40-plus minutes per night for Monty Williams. The more minutes you're on the floor, the more opportunity there are for, there is for you to – Accumulate those accounting stats, rebounds, and assists. We know Booker, <clears throat> pardon me, is a great scorer, but I think Monty Williams is asking him to be a superstar, a complete all-around player, and affect the game every which way you can. That's putting the ball in the bucket. But if you're double team, give it up to Mikael Bridges or um, you know Jay Crowder for a three. You know, attack the glass, help DeAndre Ayton if he's got to keep Nikola Jokic's body away from the bucket. You get to that ball and you you snatch it off the rim and, and push things the other way. So I think Booker's given all-around games. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, if not the best player, the second best player on the floor uh, every game this series. So over nine and a half rebounds and assists. I think Suns do win this game. I think it's going to be closer, but in wins, Booker's gone over this every time. So if I think the Suns are going to win, I'm going to ride this uh, prop again. Gotcha. And it makes sense. Look, the minutes counts up for stars are just really everyone in the playoffs. And Bud finally realized that and did it yesterday. It's nice of him to uh, joined the party in the postseason, and, and <laughs> probably that was the difference maker. Uh, let's look ahead to the weekend. Game three for Utah and the Clippers, the lone game on a Saturday. And look, Clips coming home, desperate situation, all the narrative. I do like them to bounce back. I just think four is a little much, but it's the only side I would play if I were to play a side in this game. I just can't back 
uh, the plus four. Of course, Conley's uncertainty also weighing in. Do you have an opinion here? Yeah, I feel the same way. I think the Clippers are better equipped than, say, the Nuggets in the same situation right. to return home and get a victory against a team I think is better than them, um, which I do think the Jazz are better than the Clippers. But I think they'll have some fight at Staples Center and pull out a victory. I do think four is uncomfortable, like you said. Um, so maybe there's a way to chop it up or just bet the money line, uh, depending on what you think of the price, uh, the juice there. But um, by and large, I do think if you're going to attack that game, um, look for um, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, maybe some of those uh, ancillary pieces because they are returning home to have better games. You can attack the prop market there. But I am agree- in agreement with you that I do think the Clippers um, get on the board in this series in game three. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what adjustments Ty Lue makes. I will say this, if Zubach uh, had, might have had his minutes cut in the second half last night because uh, Lou went small. So maybe if he has similar props, like 11.5 points plus rebounds, could be a good mm-hmm. underplay. So keep an eye out there. Two games on Sunday. Obviously, we can't talk Suns Nuggets until we see what happens tonight. But Bucks Nets, it's really interesting. I was talking, texting with a pro better after the game last night, saying Brooklyn opened up minus one. I think, And I said, I think it's going to go up. I actually like the Nets side. He thought it was too much of an adjustment. He thought the Bucks were the right side, that the Nets would be very public, but it is up to one and a half. I'm curious to see how high it goes. Um, it, it is reactionary for sure to just say, oh, well, the Nets are going to get this one. The Bucks, you know, gate, empty, empty the tank, if you will. But I think Holiday's going to play better. Uh, I'm not ready to dismiss the Bucks just yet, even though games one and two, I just, I couldn't back them here. I think the spot screams Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I picked the Bucks to win this series uh, before it started, and I think a lot of game four will hinge on whether or not James Harden is available, um, which, you know, he, I haven't heard anything about him making progress towards playing, but that would certainly change the calculus for me um, if he's in the lineup. But I do think the Bucks, especially if they're a home underdog, I would like to uh, take those points in my pocket um, because I think they may have found something um, in game three a little bit. They, they, they've done a good job defending Kyrie Irving in the series. No one stops Kevin Durant, so he's getting his. So I think they've kind of, as much as you can, limited the efficiency of uh, Kyrie Irving. And then uh, the others around those two, Durant and Irving last night, had, had no impact. Joe Harris, um, Blake Griffin, they, they had their worst games of the series. So I think Milwaukee's going to try and lean into that um, game plan again and KD will do his but if we can put Drew Holiday and have him have the clamps on Kyrie Irving and everyone else kind of helps helps out against the others um, it, it can be hard for them to get um, you know up to 100 110 points if no one else is scoring outside of KD and as long as uh, Chris Middleton delivers like he did because he was awful in games one and two but at home Middleton played more like Middleton if he, they can get that kind of scoring from him or at least his normal averages I think they're in good shape Makes sense. And keep an eye on uh, Brown. He, ha- I think, did a tweak to Hammy or something like that at the end of the game. So maybe we get Jeff Green back, but just keep an eye on Brown as well. Quick run through. Anything in baseball catch your eye? Yeah, uh, another matchup for the White Sox against a left-handed starter on Friday. The uh, run line is even money, plus 100. They're in Detroit taking on the Tigers. We know the Tigers aren't good. Chicago, um, one of the best teams in Major League Baseball, regardless of the uh, platoon matchup. But Tariq Scooble, or Scooball, um, is a left-handed starter for the Detroit Tigers. That's not that great. And we know the White Sox are one of the best offenses, one of those profitable offenses, most importantly, and teams against left-handed pitching dating back to last season. So uh, I'll take the White Sox on the run line and even money at Detroit uh, and the Tigers. 
Okay, that's going to do it uh, for this edition of the podcast. We went a little in-depth on the NBA, but obviously got to set you, set you up for the weekend. Uh, I do like first five under with Otani on the bump and Kelly for Arizona and that Arizona offense. So uh, that, that kind of catches my eye as well. Um, all right, Tyler, you have yourself a great run on Daily Wager. I know you got a lot of guests lined up with Joe and I off, so you'll hold down the fort, and we'll see you back here on the Daily Wager podcast on Monday morning. Have a great, safe, and profitable weekend to all those listening. <laughs>